0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Small dose. Self-help from the hip. Small doses, We're talking that shit. Small dose. And keeping it real. Small Dome With me and him so funky. <laughs> it's another episode of your favorite podcast, Small Doses. And this week, we are all about side effects of fuckboys. Yeah, y'all been waiting for this one. And some of y'all dudes right now are seeing this on my Instagram. And you're like, I don't want to listen to that. You better because I might be talking about you. Now, this topic came up because I feel like this is a common like it's it's permeated into our society, this term fuckboy boy. And, you know, I want to make it clear off top that this is not an episode where we sit here and just bash dudes the whole episode. That's not the point. The point is more so to talk about like, how does this behavior really like affect different people? How does it affect you if you are the fuck boy? Like what are the repercussions of that? And like, how do we change it in an overall real way? That's always the goal. Like what are solutions? So with that being said, uh, we have a guest today, James Bland, who is the star and creator of Giants, the digital series on Issa Rays YouTube. So he's going to be hanging out with us, talking to us about even creating a character that's a fuckboy. And where does that come from? And why do you even do that? And what does it do for society? But before we get to that, you know, we got to drop some jams. Jam dropping, jam dropping, jam dropping. we dropping on these hoes. <laughs> So today's gem dropping, this episode, in terms of fuckboys, is selfish versus self-aware. Some of y'all are like, what's that got to do with being a fuckboy? Listen, a big cornerstone of fuckboyness is a lack of consideration for other people. And I wanted to talk about selfish versus self-aware because not only if you are listening, I want you to apply this to yourself, but I also want you all to look at people's behaviors to be able to acknowledge if what they're doing is selfishness or being self-aware because that can also alleviate you from taking on some pain that you may be unduly taking on, right? Now, when we talk about self-awareness, being self-aware is knowing your limitations and making choices based on them. Selfishness is when you know your limitations And you make choices in spite of them. Very important difference. See, somebody would say that like, oh, you know, I don't want to have kids because I'm selfish. That doesn't make you selfish. That makes you self-aware of your limitations. You know that you are somebody that really is not about caring for somebody else. You know that you are somebody that really just wants to focus on your own goals, your own dreams, traveling, etc., etc. It doesn't make you selfish to not want to have children because you know those things about you. It actually makes you very self-aware that you know these limitations and you're making a responsible Decision to not make this other person in the world have to be dealing with your issues. When you're selfish, you know these limitations and you still go ahead and have a child, even though you don't have the means to give them what they deserve or what they need. Same thing happens with relationships. Someone who is self aware says, you know know what? what? I'm I'm really just about fucking right now. now. I'm not in an emotional place where I can give to somebody what they would need to feel solid and to feel consistent in an exchange so I'm gonna just be real open with where I'm at and let folks know like I'm seeing multiple people I'm doing my thing I'm not really interested in a real relationship some people feel like they don't want to say that to someone because they think that's going to make them run away the reality is that even if it does make them run away you have now spared somebody heartache who may be wanting more from that And that is why you tell them the honest truth. You don't tell them the honest truth because, oh, you know, maybe if I'm honest, I'll get what I want. That shouldn't that's 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 real because you actually more often than not will get what you want when you're honest, which is wildly crazy to me that people haven't learned that yet. But more importantly, you say the honest truth because you want someone to make a choice. You know, you don't want to dupe somebody into the situation. And that's what fuckboys do because they don't care about the consequences. When you are selfish, you simply just say whatever needs to be said to get what you want. It doesn't matter what that person is going to have to deal with after. You're getting what you want. I just cut off one of my homeboys because of this exact behavior. Because he told me that he was dating a chick knowing full well his life is in full ass shambles. And that she eventually was like, well, I want to be exclusive. And that's when he decided to tell her my life is in full ass shambles. I'm like, you got her to the point where she wanted to be with you. And then you told her your life is, a fuck- is, 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 in, is in full flames on the wall, just lit. As the kids say, it's lit. That's when you decide to tell her that. He's like, well, you know, I mean, I want to be selfish sometimes too. I'm always a team player. First of all, you're 40. First and foremost. Second of all, No, that's not how it works. You don't get to decide I'm going to be a shitty motherfucker. That's Who does that? You definitely don't get to decide that and then be my friend. But he couldn't take onus of the fact that he had willingly gone into this situation with this woman knowing full well that she was going to get emotionally attached to someone who was not able to be emotionally attached back. That is a bottom line of fuckboyness. And that is the difference between being selfish and self-aware. When you are self-aware, you take stock of where you're at in the world and you move with a consciousness of those things that is also consciously aware of how those affect other people. When you are selfish, you do not acknowledge any of that. And I feel like we've gotten to this point where people keep saying selfish as if it's a positive thing. It's become like a part of our society these days where people keep saying like, I'm selfish. I just need to be selfish. I just need to be selfish right now. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not co-signing selfish as a positive. You know how people started trying to reclaim the word bitch. Remember that when everyone's like, "I'm reclaiming bitch." Missy did a whole song, bitch. When you say my name, and it's like, okay, we're not doing that with selfish. We're not reclaiming selfish. You know, we reclaim nigga, and then people got all up in arms with that shit. I'm still gonna say it, nigga, 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 nigga. And there's a whole other episode that I will do that explains why I'm saying it. But more importantly to this episode is the fact that selfish has never been positive. Selfish is hurtful. Selfish is limiting. Selfish is isolating. And selfish is simply saying, I only care about me. But guess what? You live in a world that exists far beyond you. And unless you building up your spot in a vacuum... Selfish ain't going to get you shit, okay? So, selfish versus self-aware. Choose to be self-aware and people will choose to care more about you. DMT, we're serving it. So, today's DMT has some phenomenal questions. Not surprising because... I mean, fuckboys are an epidemic at this point. So it is basically a plague upon both your houses. And uh, that's that a Shakespeare reference, by the way. way. And, um, you know, we're all dealing with it in our own ways. What I really appreciate, though, is that we have questions from men and women. So let's get into it. The first question, which I think is the cornerstone of this, is Is there a universal definition for fuckboy? I think there may not necessarily be a universal definition, but there's absolutely like universal behaviors. That take place. Like there's a certain level of high High intensity intensity selfishness. Selfishness. There's a certain level of toxic Toxic inconsideration. And there is absolutely like just off the meter levels of immaturity. immaturity. And these are all packaged in someone who just don't care. They just don't care. And basically like you become a casualty of their carelessness. And that is a fuckboy. A fuckboy is somebody who is basically unleashing an onslaught of fuckery and expecting the consequences of a boy. And what we know is that as children, there very are rarely real consequences. You know, children may get a slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? They may get put in timeout. But at the end of the day, they always get brought back into the fold And if they're in a loving household or they're around people that care about them, they always get another chance. And that is what fuckboys always expect. They always expect that they're going to do the fuck shit and they're going to get another chance. And that is the problem. Too many of us are giving chances. I, myself included. Remember, when we're on this show, I'm not talking to y'all like I am the guru. I'm talking to y'all like, ooh, I need to know, boo. Next question. Next, next question. Dear Amanda, I'm 21 years old and starting to think that my generation is full of fuckboys. Mm, mm, mm. It seems like all men go through this phase of fuckery, and now more than ever with social media, it seems to paint them as the norm. How do you navigate through fuckboys in order to have a decent experience, sexual slash non sexual, with men? Ah, uh, navigating through the waters of fuckboys. It's dark out here. There's a fog. A mist lays across the waters. We see them bobbing. Bobbing in the seas and the oceans. The fuck boys or fuck buoys, as we call them. Ooh, be careful! Left, left, right, right! Oh, watch out! There's Lance! Oh, go to the left, there's Daquan. Careful! Uh-oh, oh, oh, oh. There's Mac! No! You're bailing! Bail! 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 We're sinking! We're sinking! It's tough. It's tough. You only have the light, the light across the bay of maturity to go towards. How can you get there without getting pregnant? (laughs) It's a tough road. It's a tough road. It's a very, very tough road. Listen, I hear you, girl, because when it boils down to it, you really just have to understand and know that like that is true what you're saying about the fact that like social media is creating an era of fuckboys in a whole other way and it's not just social media it's the dating apps It's the fact that you can basically have just, like, pick of the litter of human beings, you know? I mean, there really is something to be said for the fact that, like, if you don't like how someone is behaving, you can literally just discard them and then go on an app and find another one. And there's this thought process that says, like, oh, no, it's just casual. Like, we're all just casual. We're just casual. But there isn't enough um, preservation being done for keeping your casualness with people who are also casual. Like, I dealt with a fuckboy who basically, like, just completely gave in and understood that I said, listen, I'm in a situation, I'm in a place in my life now where I'm dating for the purpose of relationships. So if you're not into that, if that's not where you're headed, like, we should just chill. And he was just like, nah, like, I'm cool with that. And so we went forward. And I continued to be very verbal about, like, my feelings and about, like, where I was, where my head was at. And, you know, he's, like, diving in, diving in, diving in. But then eventually it ended up not happening. It ended up ending because he was like, I'm just not in a place right now where I want to be able to care about someone's feelings. And I really need to focus on myself. And he told me literally, like, you can't be a priority because I need to be obsessed with myself. Even though I'm in love with you. Now see, there's the fuckboyery right there. It's really a, a hot piling pot of sh- boy RD Because... They're serving you shit that you want to hear, you know, but it has no sustenance and it can be very disheartening and it can be very frustrating. But I think what we have to remember is that not anybody's like that. And you just got to give yourself some time to let people reveal to you who they are. And we're, you know going to talk about like some of the signs because one of these questions here is someone asking like how do you even peep fuckboy behavior before you get too deep in the mix so we're going to get into that so I hope you stick around to listen to that but i I do want you to know that you're not alone in this thought process and you're not the only one. I go to schools. I talk to schools all the time. I talk to students all the time who are just like, what is going on? I was at a school where the girl was like, "It what even is a date? I don't even know what a date is because guys don't want to take us anywhere. They just want to meet and sit on a couch. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, they're trying to fuck. So... There is something to be said for also though, us changing. And when I say us, I mean those of us who are not fuckboys and those of us who don't want fuckboy behavior. We have to change what we're willing to accept. And we have to change like what we're what we're what we're allowing to go down. And that is a thing that needs to be something that you look to in yourself. And it may require a little more alone time than you're happy with, but I feel like unless there is an actual concerted effort towards pushing these actions and behaviors to stopping, it's going to continue. So I had mentioned that uh, there was a question in here that asked about um, what are the the red flags of fuckboys. And I think that this is a good time to answer it. They said, you know, what are the red flags of a fuckboy before having to deal with his fuckboy ways? So. My homeboy James is here, and he's actually going to be joining us for people I like, and for that one time. But I felt like this is a good one to chime in on. Um, So, and I'll give him a proper introduction later. But he's sitting here right now, so why? We might as well just do it because your introduction has to be proper. Proper. Okay. So, James, Mm -hmm. I feel like one red flag of a fuck boy is someone whose actions do not align with their words. Correct. Like they're telling you all of these things that like sound good and make sense, but their actions are not supporting that. And here's the flip. Sometimes it's their actions are actually moving, but their words are different. And I think that's harder to notice because you're like, well, no, actions speak louder than words. So they might be saying that, but their actions are doing it. So it's fine. Don't get caught up in that either. Mm -hmm. I've had that situation. Where someone is saying, like, yeah, I, just, I don't really know about, like, you know, where I'm going with this. But then they keep, like, getting deeper. They keep calling you. They keep coming to see you, they, mm-hmm. you know. And you're thinking, like, well, that's all that matters. But if it don't align, it don't align.
1: And then you got to pay attention to when they pop up. Because if they pop up at opportune times, mm-hmm. uh, chances are they're boy because they will pop up. A, when it's convenient for them and A, when it benefits them.
0: Say a word. Say a word. Not only when it's convenient for them, but when it benefits them. The convenient for them part is so real because that's the part where you're like, you can totally miss that one. Mm -hmm. Because the convenient for them is also convenient for you. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, yay. Hey, hey, he texts
1: me. (laughs) But little did you know that nigga had shit to do. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So yeah, you just gotta watch that. He's um,
0: sitting somewhere in ball shorts and Nike slides with socks on, and was like, "Who can I?"
1: Or little did you know that nigga was just on the gram and he saw your feed. Ooh. And he saw, oh shit, yo, she look like she doing good. Or Mm -hmm. she ready? She ready? Or he on your feed and he said you just booked some shit. Let me hit her up and see what's good. Let me say what's up.
0: Let me drop her a line. Hey, big kid. Hey, (laughs) big Oh, my goodness. That's so real. And you know what? Like, I think a lot of us, like, we are, we all have levels of insecurity, but we also have just wanting a desire to be wanted. And so, like, when someone hits you and is like, hey, you're willing to be like, what's up? And next thing you know, you done bumped into a fuck buoy (laughs) on the seas of fuckery. (laughs) Um, A third red flag. Because uh, I like to talk in threes. A third red flag I would say is that fuckboys typically are not considerate. Um, and so I know that we talked about like when words and actions don't align, but I mean like literally just on the basics of like not being thoughtful of your time. Mm-hmm. And. A lot of that to me is an immaturity thing because a grown-ass person understands time and the value of time. And when you have mad shit to do, but you make time for mm-hmm. someone. And they are respectful of that. And a fuckboy is just kind of like, well, why you don't, like whatever whatever my time is, is the only time that matters. Mm-hmm. And will literally just like say that they made plans with you and then break those plans and it's like, why are you upset? Why? Like, who cares? I, I'm living my life. And that to me is, a, that inconsideration is also attached to immaturity. And you have to watch that. You have to watch when guys or any, like that, that behavior of setting up times and canceling and flaking and thinking that there's nothing wrong with that because your time is so valuable on this earth. Mm-hmm. As Chris Rock says, life ain't short, it's long. Mm. it's really long and it's even longer when you do some dumb shit like getting involved with a fuckboy that you can't get rid of
1: damn you just made me really realize some shit uh, I think another happens, like happens here at small like maybe a fuckboy is also someone who isn't like anchored to of course anything.
0: oh my god yes yeah. bonus
1: oh and that's the whole buoy no, oh! I just caught that. You yes. know, they're not anchored because like somebody people who just kinda blow in the wind, mm-hmm. who are able to like kinda change on a whim. Yep. Uh there's nothing in their life that uh they're really planned to. Mm-hmm. Um and so as a result, they're able to someone be chameleon. Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. Listen to that song by King. Yeah. Mr. Chameleon. Yeah. Like it's really it's really a thing. Like I and, and if someone isn't solid in themselves, how are they going to be solid in you?
1: That's facts right there. This is from a guy.
0: Are we going to talk about fake hoes too? Um, that's, the that's the side the effects, effects of a, of a thought, thought episode. So you'll have to stay tuned, tuned for that. Thanks.
1: Who's going to be the guest?
0: Ooh, side effects of thoughts. Ooh. I got to think about that. Who's thotty? I mean Jerica Hansen plays someone kind of thotty on her show on um on HBO. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll have Jerica swing through. I mean it basically has to be someone who plays a thought on TV. Like you can't really bring someone in and be like, so you know about thotting. <laughs> 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 Unless it's one of my friends who's like, you know, I actually an have F-T- an
1: idea who would be great, but I don't want to say it in the mic.
0: Ah! <laughs> you know what? She would actually be good. I'm going to say it. He said Bevy Smith. And the reason why Bevy Smith would be really good for the episode is because she has Sherpa'd sure a lot of us out of thottery. Yes. And that's really what it is. Yeah. She has steered my path more than once and been like, hey, 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 hey. Stop that shit. Uh, next question, also from a guy. I believe that women slash mothers raise their daughters to be strong and independent, but they coddle boys and treat them like babies. You better be on some Michelle Obama wavelength. I believe this is one of the major reasons most men don't know how to treat women. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. (laughs) Look, you came to the right place. That's what I do, skip opinions. I mean, listen, I think there's absolute truth to that. I think that There's a reason why a lot of mothers coddle their sons. And I think also part of that is because, like, we live in a world, especially with black sons, where, like, their sons are born with a target on their back. And so there is a certain, like, preservation and natural inclination to want to just protect their sons and, like, be nurturing and give all the love that they feel the world is not going to give them. That being said, I think that the failure that happens a lot of times in those scenarios is a lack of understanding, like, the love that they need to give to women in the world. And the fact that, like, black women in the world specifically, but just women in general, are considered a lower level of class in the world. And Definitely don't have the same level of access and are still fighting for things that men have never had to fight for. You know, men have never had to fight for sexual confidence. Uh well, straight men at least have never had to fight for sexual confidence. They've never had to fight for their rights to actually like vote. Uh I mean, black men had the right to vote before women did in this country. Um, so I just say all that to say that I agree with you. I understand the 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 reasons why, but I do think that there's not enough um and i see this in the men that i date like there just isn't enough discipline like literally i've dated several men who are like yeah my mother never disciplined me like i literally just could do whatever i wanted and they were never in it was never instilled in them the even the basic like fuck fuck even just raising men like raising humans to understand like the basic codes of ethics of, cur- of courtesy, of civility amongst each other. And there's always this like underlying, not always, let me not say that, but there seems to be too often this underlying thought process that says like, yeah, I deal, my, I deal with my boys one way and I give respect to my homeboys one way, but like when it comes to women, like they're supposed to respect me. And I think that that's part of the fuckboyness as well. But I had a homeboy tell me the other day, he was like, listen, fuckboys who are fuckboys to women are fuckboys to their homeboys too. And you had mentioned that as well, James, that there's like, It isn't gender-based. Like, fuckboys are not respecting nobody. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that generationally speaking, and we had a young woman who had a question earlier in the show, there is this idea these days that, like, you just don't have to be held accountable for anything. And I think that's a cornerstone of fuckboyery, just this lack of accountability. That's what I meant about not having consequences. And when you are coddled growing up and you don't get disciplined, you don't understand the concept of you know, what comes back when you give out certain things. And you get conditioned to think that you're a prince and that everything you do should just be accepted and anyone who doesn't accept it is trying to shit on you or doesn't fuck with you. And that's part of the huge problem with fuckboys. Just this concept that says, like, I am me, I don't have any issues, and I am impervious. And... We got to really, as men and women and as communities, raise our sons uh, to be a lot more aware of just their roles in society and as civilians and not just as, you know, purveyors of patriarchy. I feel like that's a solid amount of DMTs and James has been here, but I want to give him the proper, the proper introduction as we get into... people. It is time for another edition of People I Like. And today I'm going to call it People I Love because we have... Actor, director, social media master, marketer, model, photographer, <laughs> photographer <laughs> digital creator, writer extraordinaire, Mr. James Bland. Hey, I
1: didn't even know I held all of those titles.
0: Of course you do. You, you, you love me, Sue? So. I do. I love
1: you, too. I love you, too. Y'all, that was one of the best introductions I've received in a really, really long time. So I just want to say thank you for that.
0: Anytime. I was, like, literally in my house the other day, and I was looking at pictures. And, you know, it's like you look back at pictures of people, you'd be like, damn, I don't even fuck with no other people in that picture. <laughs> no like, that happens more often than I would like to admit. But I looked up, and I saw this picture I had on my bookshelf of you Kiki and Estelle, and it's from two years ago.
1: Damn! And
0: I was like, and, and I, I still, still fuck with all of them. Heart. Still my people. Body, still family. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yo, thank you for that shout out on IG. Of
0: course. Yeah, I
1: made the list of people you fuck with. Come on! Yeah, that means a lot to me. Really.
0: Listen, why does it mean a lot to you?
1: Because, like, I really hold you to, like, this really high esteem. And so to know, <laughs> and I, I I just know your level of, <laughs> like, the level of excellence that you require from the people <laughs> that you uh, retain in your life. <laughs> and so to know that I embody, you know, that amount of excellence. I'm like, yo, I'm pretty dope.
0: You are. Thank you. Listen, James is also from Florida. So yeah. we have managed to, you know, not get... Jumbled up into the Florida man of it all. Yeah. So there's that. James went to FAMU. Uh Go Rattlers. Rattlers. Um, James was in Get Your Life, season two,
1: and directed
0: Get Your Life, season one.
1: Yes. And I also uh, ate your vagina. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. season two. In season two. Yes. In the air. Well, you were in the air. I was on the ground. But you were in there.
0: People are like listening right now, like, what? Where did I miss that? How did I miss it? Oh, watch season two of Get Your Life. See what we're talking about. Right now on Vlabity.com. I'm actually going to put it up on my YouTube, uh, hopefully by the end of next week. Dope. Yeah. Um, But James, you know, the reason I have you here is, first of all, the theme for this week is side effects of a Mm fuckboy. And so we're going to get into that because your character in Giants, which is your hit digital series that is now on Issa Rae's, uh web channel on YouTube is your character this season goes into fuckboyery.
1: Yes. He uh uh steps into that arena.
0: Steps into that arena. Uh-huh. I'm here, I'm here. I'm in the building. Uh-huh. Um and I think it's interesting that like your character on the show is gay and I and you mentioned that there there really is no sexual limitations to the fuckness of these boys
1: mm-hmm. i got a little twist for you he okay so malachi was sexually ambiguous season one okay and so uh we have not like uh told the audience what his sexual preference is yet okay. but it will happen in season two but i could still speak from experience in terms of okay you know gay boys being fuck boys you know I just that was to... me
0: speaking from the point of view of like i am still working on my transition into this new era you know a lot of women like We'd be like, I, I mean, mean, if you've you sucked suck a dick or two, you're
1: gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Hey,
0: we're still trying to get to the whole fluidity of things. And yeah. there was like an episode of Insecure that talked about that. We're still, a lot of women like myself were kind of old school. Like we're still working on getting to like, <laughs> no, sexuality is fluid. Because yeah. it's like, we'd be like, nah, nah, if you lean that way, you that way.
1: Yeah, bruh. Yeah, and it's a, it's a whole spectrum out there's here. There's a
0: whole spectrum. There mm-hmm. is a spectrum. I love your work because you really, uh, I feel like, make an honest and earnest effort to discuss the spectrum mm-hmm. and to and to break outside of like the norms of the way that is discussed. I think that oftentimes, like especially with, you know, the LGBT community in looking to increase diversity, they can get marginalized mm-hmm. by, you know, outside sources being like, well, we just want to, we just want to hear about, like, the promiscuousness of it all. Or we just mm-hmm. want to hear about, like, you know, coming out and how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's, like, a whole other myriad of experiences. It's a
1: whole experience. It's kind of like just black folks in general, how we feel like we're finally now getting to see different sectors of the black experience. Um, like shows, Lil
0: Uzi Vert is a whole sector yeah, of the black experience.
1: For sure. And really, that's what I want to do. Even, I think Giants, you know, does it beautifully. But also just in my work beyond Giants is to, I think about myself. Like, I had not really seen myself, like my actual self. I hadn't seen a character that I was like, oh, that's James, Mm -hmm. you know, on screen. And so I had to create it.
0: Right. And that is part of the reason why, you know, I'm always like inspired by you and why, you know, you are, why you are allowed admittance into the excellence circle.
1: Mm, Thank you. Thank because,
0: you, so you know, this is a town where I think a lot of people are waiting for an opportunity and you are somebody who cracked the code early on of like, I have to just create these opportunities, like continue to just keep forging forward and making, um, making ways and make which making ways that turn into waves. And I've seen you even since we started working together, go from like doing a side job that was your main job mm-hmm. and then being like, I got to get out of that. hmm. And committing yourself completely and wholly to doing like the work that you want to do to now like selling scripts, you yeah. know, being, are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you sold a script. He sold. Talk about it.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm developing a new show with Gunpowder and Scott. I think I could talk about this. Okay. I don't know. So we if you wait, wait,
0: no, yeah. if you don't know, if you get, he said it so confident. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, cause they haven't said, don't talk about this. So you I signed
0: a piece of paper. I signed
1: a, a sheet of paper. Then, yeah, all right. Well, it's in development.
0: It there we go. It's in development. Mm -hmm. Trade, it's called trade. And in a nutshell, trade is about
1: the intersectionality of being black, masculine, and gay.
0: You better hit us with a log line.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You better hit us with a show Bible log line. (laughs) Well, I'm. Like, I watched you go from like telling me that as like, yeah, that's something I wanna do to like, now you sold it. And, you know, you went from saying like, I want to direct more things to now I hear like people coming to you with like opportunities to direct. You were shadowing on Insecure last season. Uh, You know, these things are all intro. And you're probably wondering, like, Amanda, like, what does this have to do with being a fuckboy? Because this is an example of how not to be a fuckboy. That's what this is. That's what this portion of the show is. James is showing you what it is to not be a fuckboy because really what it is is follow through mm-hmm. and really just like exemplifying reliability mm-hmm. and devotion and like being able to do that in both your professional and personal because i feel like you can tell me if you agree i feel like some people think fuckboys only exist in a personal space like in a romantic space mm. i know some professional fuckboys
1: yeah you know it's funny i had not thought about that yeah definitely that's, yeah, you could be a fuckboy in a relationship. You could be a fuckboy on a job. You could be a fuckboy to your other homeboy. How about that? Ooh, Elaborate. Yeah, so, like, I mean, everything you said in terms of a fuckboy is somebody who doesn't follow through. Fuckboy is also, so, also, like, a fuckboy is kind of, kind of shisty and kind of mm-hmm. shady. Like, the perfect example, Malachi is a fuckboy to his friend, a day mm-hmm. in the show they're not romantically involved but malachi is taking advantage of a day he's kind of leaning on their friendship and their relationship knowing that a day's a nice guy and so he's using a day to get by and to survive like he's staying in this nigga's spot without paying rent Even that's, though that's classic kn- fuckboy. because is. but but it's because he knows that a day has feelings for him like a day is attracted to him
0: so he's just taking advantage of yeah that.
1: he's taking advantage
0: how far is that from narcissism
1: Uh, I mean, there's elements of it, you know, for sure. Uh, With Malachi, I don't think Malachi is a narcissist. Uh, But, uh, like, the thing that I always say is, you know, he's really just trying to survive. It's just his uh, methods of survival is really fucked up where he's not taking somebody else's uh, thoughts and feelings into consideration. It's more so about him. I guess that kind of is a a narcissist, right? (laughs) Yeah, did I just kind of come full like, circle? Did I just come full circle? <laughs> well, because,
0: <laughs> because I, I think... guess I
1: typically think about it as someone who is uh um, diabolical. Yeah.
0: Because it's like you think like a narcissist, you think that's someone who is consciously making the decision not to care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes feel like, oh, that's like such a certain level of like duplicitousness mm. that it's Like, oh, well, we don't know anyone like that. You know, this is somebody, like, who just doesn't realize it. And maybe if they realize it, they'll stop doing it. But the thing about narcissists is that they never truly do believe that they are doing that. They Mm. actually think that they're really looking out. And they really think, like, like, I was talking to a full-on narcissist, like a full-ass narcissist. And I was like, yeah, like, you're, you know, you're a narcissist. And he was like, I mean, if I was a narcissist, I wouldn't have people staying in my crib right now like he thinks that that's like what makes him not a narcissist but it's like okay but they're only staying in your crib because they're working for you that's why they're there yeah by the way that person no longer lives in my building he's
1: gone hey shout out he's gone Yo, yo, we got got to take a shot. (laughs) That's a fucking celebration. God, I don't have to see him when I go to the
0: parking lot. You don't have to fall into that trap anymore. I know. Because that's what fuckboys do, guys. They
1: lead you. They set traps. They do. They set traps. You know what my therapist calls them?
0: Intermittent rewards. Mm. Fuckboys give you intermittent rewards. So basically, it's like you are being shown... Ever so often just enough glimmers of light to be like, okay, maybe this person isn't Damn. full of fuckery, but at the end of the day, like those are just like the little um morsels to keep you attached.
1: Damn, yo, you are describing this character, Malachi, to the T like I had not even realized the full psychology of this nigga until you just broke it down. Mm.
0: So then the question becomes as a writer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: do you consider Malachi redemptive? Definitely. So that's what makes him not a narcissist.
1: Okay. Perfect. Fuck boys yeah. have the
0: ability to be redeemed because fuck boys are facial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Narcissists are um clinical.
1: Mm, okay. It's like, so being. When,
0: when Rebecca makes that face, that's on, what I know. She's like, yo, you just hit one. the nail on the head. <laughs> okay.
1: Because it's something that is, uh, I guess, something that they can't really help. In 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 that sense, like they, that's what narcissism is. Got you. It's a
0: personality disorder. Got it. It's it's sociopathy. It's psychopathy. Like they, they can't change it because they don't know it exists.
1: Yeah, and being a fuckboy is more of a learned trait.
0: I would say being a fuckboy is more of yes, a learned trait, and it's a behavior that carries on until it is no longer useful.
1: Fixed or okay, got it. Typically,
0: that's when it gets fixed. Mm. When it's no longer useful. Got it. Because you can only fuckboy for so long, typically, unless you are. Really talented yeah. or really rich.
1: Uh-huh. Because you'll be a fuckboy until people stop fucking with you.
0: There you go. And mm. then you're sleeping on your cousin's couch. Yep. And you have no friends.
1: And <laughs> you're like dicking down 40-year-old women.
0: Just Yeah. Yeah. For, you're dicking down 40-year-old women so they can buy you dinner. Exactly. And that's when you're like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best.
1: This is not the path.
0: And if you are a narcissist, that's when you're like, you know what? I am a gigolo.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So I think this is a perfect segue. Yeah. Uh, but before we even no, actually, let me just say this. the I, The beautiful part about the people I like segment is that we get to talk about just like the stuff that you're doing and the stuff that you've done. And, you know, It's not just about like big celebrities or whatever. Like I like this segment is about like I like the people that come on here because of how they are existing in the world. And aside from all these great things that you do, I think part of the reason why you're able to also advance is because like you're genuine in not only your creating, but in your connections that you make with people. And I think that's also part of this fuckboy thing. It's like people in Hollywood think that you have to be phony. And it's like you have yep. to be fake. You have to stab people in the back to like get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is like or you can just be resourceful and be genuinely helpful mm-hmm. and be reliable. And I, that takes you so much further and lasts so much longer than these other like ways. And we've seen individuals.
1: Oh, we definitely have. It's like it's, you, you can't avoid it, you know, in this town, in this industry. You can't throw a rock and not hit a boy, you know, in the city. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm glad that uh, I think, you know, one of my biggest, I think, pieces of advice that I give folks when they first move to the city is find your tribe. Yeah. When you were talking about your circle and folks that you like that. That's the perfect example of Amanda really creating a tribe around her because that's how you survive yeah. um, in the city. Because, you know, so much of it is about your support system. Uh We're rejected and uh, we're told that we're not good enough every day. You really mm-hmm. got to put people around you that helps to sharpen you. It's like that old uh that old saying about iron sharp, sharp and iron so you got to find that iron and typically that exists within your tribe because the the other folks are really just going to drain you but you got to find folks who are going to help lift issue. you up and also help just refill you when you've had a rough day in the city of LA
0: rough day in the city of LA
1: I tried to catch like the bottom harmony and I was a little shaky. I was like over here like candy. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, that ain't the note. (laughs) I hate you so much.
0: Next segment. So, it's time for That that One Time. time. (laughs) So... That one time is our segment where we always like just harken back to a scenario where we experience the theme that we're talking about. Now, of mm-hmm. course, this theme, fuck boy, you've been talking about Malachi mm-hmm. and, you know, his experience um, within the world mm-hmm. of giants. Yeah. So I wanted you to like just give us give us since we're not going to necessarily talk about like. No, we will talk about our experiences. But okay. since you're here to talk about Giants and we literally like when we were taking figuring out like what episode we should do, James was like, well, you know, Malachi turns into a fuckboy," And I was like, oh, my God, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> that's it. So let's talk about it. Yeah. How does Malachi turn into a fuckboy?
1: All right. So I'm going to take it all the way to episode 201. So it's the first episode in season two. Uh, Malachi is living with his good friend a day. Uh, Malachi doesn't have a job. Like a nine to five job, but he's still escorting. But uh he's experiencing some problems. Basically his dick won't get hard and so he's not really making money, you know, right now. Uh his one of his
0: So when one escorts and the dick does not Get hard, yeah. That means that
1: there's like the no invoice work.
0: Is no, pay, is yeah.
1: Not paid? The, the, so actually, in that episode, it won't get hard. He's with the client, and she's like, like what, what the fuck? And so he's offering to give her like full body massages, not you know, like same. massage her feet. And she's like, nah, but we got to work something out. So yeah, you just gotta get creative. And uh, as you'll find out in episode two, uh, he just ends up recruiting other escorts, and he basically becomes a pimp. <gasps> yeah, because, because the dick, the dick isn't, isn't working. working. So as a result, you know, he's staying with his boy a day. His other good friend, Journey, gets kicked out of her sister's apartment because she's depressed and she won't get out of bed and like help out and clean up. So she gets kicked out. And so he he uh, brings her to his homeboy's crib like you're the plus one with the plus one you know what I mean so he brings her to the crib and he's trying to convince his boy yo to let his girl stay also in the apartment and Ade is not really feeling it he's like yo like it's already you know cramped in here with just you and me and he's like yo where is she gonna where is she gonna sleep and he says uh she can sleep on the couch and I'll sleep in the bed with you
0: and of course Ade is like yeah yeah
1: he's like okay so that was number one, like such a fuckboy move. Number two is because he
0: knows. Because
1: he knows he's being.
0: But is it a full fuckboy move, being that he's doing this to help his friend?
1: Uh, so that's the that's the whole thing of him not being a narcissist is because he has that redeeming quality. But he's still being a fuckboy, even though he's trying to help a friend. He's like forcing. He's like putting another friend. Yeah. In. Uh, A really tight situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's also playing on this guy's emotions, which when he knows he doesn't have the full intentions on, like, being with this dude, like, you're wasting his time, basically. Basically. You're dropping those breadcrumbs, those little pockets of light, Mm -hmm. giving him those little tidbits of hope.
0: Intermittent
1: rewards. Intermittent rewards.
0: So he goes on.
1: So, yeah. So then after that, he uh, has a client that he has to service. And so he uh, thinks that he has maybe like this plan to get his dick up. So he borrows his homegirl's car, goes to the client's crib, leaves the keys in the car, leaves the lights on. And so when he comes out, the car won't crank. And so then he has to call his homegirl to come and pick him up. Uh, because he can't crank the car. And then she's like questioning him like, yo, what were you doing in Inglewood after 10 p.m.? He's like right. running errands. And she's like in a residential neighborhood. He's like, yo, I don't owe you any explanations.
0: I'm using your car. You're
1: driving my fucking car. He's right. like, yo, I don't owe you any explanations. Classic fuckboy. Classic They feel like boy. they don't have to explain their fuckboyness. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Such truths. Yep. So that's uh Giants.
0: <laughs> so but okay so what made you want to create this character is it a cautionary tale
1: yeah yeah yeah. oh my god sales that is an exact line in the next episode an exact line
0: i be knowing i do be
1: literally another character reads malachi for filth like gets him together because malachi is making all of these excuses about his actions and a character says uh You're either going to be used as a cautionary tale. Mm. Or you can be used in a way that can inspire and yes. encourage other people. It's your choice. Like, what are you going to choose? So yeah, I think uh, in you know creating this character, hey, I, I wanted to make Malachi more flawed season two yeah. because when I created the writers' room, my writers were like, "Yo, he's, he's so, very like, hero. He's very hero like." Mm-hmm. And lead characters have to have flaws. Like, they have to have things about them that uh, they just, you know they can't be perfect. And so that was number one. And then number two, I wanted to portray a lot of the characteristics that I've seen and witnessed uh, amongst, you know, niggas that I fuck with, yes. you know, that I've been friends with, that I've seen my friends uh, get hurt by. And uh, I just was pulling from real life, you know, experiences. And I was like, Yo, I'll give that to Malachi.
0: Do you feel like there's any explanation given to why he's being a fuckboy? Does he do any insight, any soul searching?
1: Yes, he does. Okay, good. He definitely does. Because
0: I just, so I just basically reconciled with a former fuckboy. Okay. And um, yeah, Yeah, we're going to call call it an FFB, FFB. a A former
1: fuckboy. Okay. You
0: know, some folks out there are listening right now and they're like, yeah, you know, I was an FFB. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know I found a new way, a new path. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, how, many, and
1: how, how many years have you been uh, clean bro? <laughs>
0: I just got my five year chip.
1: Yo, that's dope. Yo, you know? yo, big ups. I ah, appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you. That's major, you. man. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm just out here trying to just mm-hmm. uh, unfuck boy my life. Yeah. And just really be a part of the hashtag faith, uh, faithful male group, mm-hmm. faithful male yeah. community.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yo, brother, did you go through like a five-step program?
0: It's crazy. Um, You know, there's hella different step levels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as specific as with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of times the, the way that one uh, gets... From being a fuckboy to becoming an FFB is mm. basically just one major step of oh shit, mm. my shit ain't together.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, so X- it's o, okay. yeah,
0: it's a it's yeah. it's like one major like mm. giant twelve steps in one that knocks your ass right off on your ass, mm-hmm. and then you realize like mm. hmm,
1: self awareness.
0: Yeah, it, it, that that that's basically what happens. Got you it. get knocked the fuck out,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you get very aware of Got yourself. It. On your back, Got it. and then it's like, are you gonna are you gonna stand up, mm-hmm. or are you gonna roll over on your stomach and slither away?
1: Mm.
0: And that's how you remain still a fuck boy. But mm-hmm. if you a
1: real person, but if you get up, you get up. Yeah, rise up, rise up, be a man. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to know. Me and
0: James can do this. <laughs> All day, okay. <laughs> Don't even get us started on the color purple.
1: Oh, literally, I was thinking about that. I was like, the last time we did this, we were quoting lines from the color purple, and it went on for ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. Don't you sure, This is what we're doing, Miss It ain't worth it. Oh, it's off your home now. Oh, oh. oh Miss Celia, you're still a virgin. <laughs> How about? Who this woman? Where my children? Get my children out of here. Get my children out of here. Charlie's <laughs> safe in the house of man. Dear God. My name is Seely. <laughs> Sister. Mr. Oh, I'm sorry mind. Sister. M-I-S-T-R. Mister. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the best movie of all times <laughs> of all times the I love best that.
0: quotes like literally the best like honestly like quotes. it's color purple belly belly is a uh, just a terrible <laughs> movie made of amazing quotes i might be black <laughs> i might be ugly but, but i'm, I'm here.
1: here i'm here
0: we're now performing for our engineer and our producer. That's essentially what's yeah. happening in this.
1: Room. I love them. <laughs> Who are
0: both white and maybe have <laughs> never even seen this film. Have you seen a color bubble, Rebecca? You have?
1: Thank you. I haven't, oh, well,
0: haven't seen Belly. You haven't seen Well, Belly, I understand. Belly yeah. is a very Negro That's film. That's a hood
1: classic. It's a
0: hood classic. You'd yeah. literally watch it and be like, I don't know what's happening. I don't yeah. understand what's happening. It's DMX, it's Nas. Mm-hmm. Brendan, have you ever seen Belly? No. Yeah. So yeah. what's going to... We actually should have a viewing.
1: Uh, yeah. A viewing party. We should belly. have a viewing. Because you're
0: literally going to be like, so yeah. this is what's happening in Queens, New mm-hmm. York in 1999. And know, Re- yeah. Rebecca said she's from Queens.
1: You ain't from, from this Queens, part of Queens. Rebecca? Nice. Okay.
0: <laughs> so basically, we're doing a podcast right now and mm-hmm. we forgot. Uh, <laughs> so no, I... So basically... I just reconciled with the former FF with an FFB. And the way that it went down, though, is that I had to open the space up for him to reconcile because he was not like he was afraid to approach me to be like, hey, like, I know I was trash in the past. And I had to, like, make that space available to him. But he I was like, why would you not like just come to me? And he was like, because I know that I deserve whatever wrath you give me. And I just know that I don't know if I could take it. (laughs) And that's real. That's like, okay. But it was interesting because I've had dudes reconcile in the past where they try and be like, oh, you know, my bad about the past. Like I was young. You know, it just wasn't what it was, what it is. Or like they love to be like, you know, I'm proud of you right now. I'm just really glad, you know, that everything's going real well. And you're just like, okay, but do you really have any awareness of your behavior in the past? Mm -hmm. And this was one of the first times where I feel like this person like legit is an FFB Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like someone who thinks that they've grown out of being an FFB but they're like still doing the same mess because he was able to acknowledge that his fuckboyness was was in his inability to articulate his emotions to me and literally just disappeared you know, he kind of, he just ghosted, even though he was like my really, really good friend. He mm-hmm. just ghosted after we had slept together one time because he was like, he told me now, he was like, I just couldn't deal with like your intensity and I didn't know how to like handle it. And I was like, but I didn't change. I was still the same person. He was like, I know. But for some reason, it's like after that happened, I was aware that like now that we've done that, I have to have more like, awareness and responsibility and he was like it just made me panic and i didn't have like the emotional uh language Mm. to be able to articulate like what was going on yeah and he was like you know it was a lesson that i had to learn and it's unfortunate that you had to be a byproduct of that lesson you basically were like a casualty of my um immaturity
1: yo that's real yo shout out to that brother
0: yeah no really shout out to him and i was just like oh like that's super aware. And he was like, and thank you also for like giving me the space mm-hmm. to be able to say this to you because I've been carrying this with me for eight years, knowing that that was some fucked up shit and that it really came from just a place of like not wanting to take onus mm-hmm. of my own shortcoming in the situation. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it was very selfish of me, which we talk about in Gem Drop in earlier in the episode, like selfishness versus self-awareness. You know, and I feel like I have to that's like a cornerstone of fuckboyness. It's when you make it all about you and everybody else basically just is dealing with the the offshoots mm-hmm. and the shrapnel from you just basically walking through and lighting shit on fire and just dropping bombs just because like that's what it needs to be for you to have your own peace of mind or whatever. He told me he even had me in his phone as do not answer. Motherfucker, I ain't calling you. Damn. And he was like, yeah, I realized that that was stupid. <laughs> he was like, he was like <laughs> when he looked at his phone and my number was do not answer, he was like, wow, I he was like I literally <laughs> said to myself like yeah, you was wildin'. <laughs> you were doing the most. But I but I say that to say because we're doing this episode about Fuckboy, and I know there's gonna be people who are like, you're just attacking men. And it's like, no. I wanna make a point to say that you can change. Yeah. And it's really about awareness mm-hmm. and making the decision to say, like, I'm not gonna hurt my friends anymore. Yep. You know, I'm not gonna and it's like when you asked, like, we were joking this now, we were talking about other like steps. It's interesting how like Malachi his friend like reads him for filth. Is that the step? Is that what like takes, I feel like it's a rock bottom. I yeah. feel like, th- I feel like the same thing that happens with addicts that makes them go to rehab is what has to happen with fuck boys. There has to be a rock bottom.
1: For sure. I totally agree. And that's what happens. He basically hits his, his bottom. And at that bottom, uh, he hits that bottom and simultaneously someone shows him himself. Like he's kind of, uh, he really meets the person that he's become. which is crazy because the mirror. Somebody told me that what if the idea of hell is that when you die, the person that you became meets the person that you could have become and they are like on completely different like paths. Like, and so, but if you can experience that in real life, I think that's like living hell is seeing who you've become and it looks nothing like who you intended to be or who you want to be. But there's who a you certain level, you would, would you become. have to
0: have a certain level of even clarity to even peep that? Yeah,
1: yeah, you got to. Yeah. You know so you can't be really... uh A narcissist i guess you have to have that ability to empathize Mm -hmm. and to really reflect and i think ultimately too when you just kind of see where you've ended up as a result of fucking people over and then you look around and you're like shit the people that really had my back or who really loved me or who really cared about me aren't around anymore and now i'm alone
0: so it's interesting that you say that too, because I had a, another FFB situation happen last year with someone who's actually very famous and he was terrible to me in the past. Terrible. And he had hit me on DM and was like, oh, you know, I just want to let you know like I'm just really proud of you. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, he was so ridiculous. That I was just like, I can't. And he was like, I was like, you know, I just hope that you like eventually <clears throat> repent for all the people that you shit on. And he was like, you know, I deserve any wrath. Like that's what's always yeah. interesting about the FFBs. They yeah. They acknowledge like I did dirty shit, and I I. It's gonna take time for me to wade through that to get to a clean space, and that's part of the redeeming. Mm-hmm. Is that like you have to know you made enemies like you hurt people and that they still have that arrow knocked for when you see them. Yep. So it's the guys to me that like do duck, do fuck shit. And then are like, why you, why you mad? Or like mm-hmm. that have like, like my father is a fuck boy. My father is a full fuck boy because he does shit. And then wants to tell you about how you react to his fuck shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh, how is that possible? We didn't talk for 10 years. And I spoke to my father and I was like, you know, Talking about some other shit. And he was like, Well, I just want you to know that I love you. And I would love the opportunity to have, like, you know, open dialogue again. And I was like, All right, you know, let's go, whatever. And he was like, You know, I love you. And I was like, I receive that. And he's like, Well, why do you, what do you, what does that mean? And I was like, Well, I, I receive it. Like, I, I, I don't deny it. I don't doubt it. You know, I don't reject it. I receive it. I think he thought I was going to say I love you back, but I don't. So I'm not going to lie to you. you just know? made me
1: think about this, and I'm not, I don't want to attribute this to your father, but I just realized that a lot of fuckboys are also opportunists.
0: Oh my God, that's like a cornerstone.
1: Yeah, because I was going to ask you, do you feel like more and more fuckboys are resurfacing as a result of your success?
0: Um, Yes and no. Yes and no. Like in all of these cases, even with my father, it's like I reached out to them, except for the, well, no, two out of the three, I reached out to them. Mm-hmm. But for my father, it's more like, I think that the, the narcissistic level in them won't let them get to you, but I also think it's also a fear level, you know? And so my father, like, after I told him, I was like, listen, like, you were an asshole in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just like what it is. But I have like grown in terms of my understanding of the fact that parents are people too. They have their flaws, they have their shortcomings, etc. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff that I've reconciled with that, you know, I don't need to c- carry with me anymore. So, yes, we can open the door. We got off the phone fine. Two days later, he hits me and is like, So I just wanted you to know that I was very happy to hear from you. And, you know, I was very delighted to hear from you. But I was very disappointed that you referred to me as an asshole. Nigga, if you don't get off this damn phone! (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Eh, okay, Uh, you know what? You still are. So we don't need to keep this going. Peace. Hung up. That's it. Damn, I talk to my sisters. I see him on Instagram. It's fine. Like
1: he'd be on there liking pictures.
0: No, but he'd be on there and like my brothers and sisters' pictures. And okay, I just be like, you. bruh, got it didn't you. turn out well. But the point is that to your question, I think yes. And so that's when it becomes like part of deciphering, like who's really like coming back and who's really like still a fuck boy. You know, because I have had like actual fuckboys come back. And I think that the key is that the difference that I've noticed is in just that. The ones who come back and act like nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. or act like, you know, you're still, oh, you still mad. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the ones I'm like, oh, you're still a fuckboy. Yeah,
1: no remorse.
0: No remorse. But the ones who come back and are like, I would like the opportunity to earn a space back in your life. Yeah. Because I like to think that people are redeemable. Yeah, I like to think that you know, some people say like people never change, and I don't think that's really true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that some people can change, and I always say people don't change; life changes people. Yeah, you know, it, it's really hard for someone to just off and decide like you know what I'm, I need to be different. It's usually like we've been talking about life comes and smacks your ass in the face, and it's like shit. You're you don't even have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like your whole equilibrium mm-hmm. is re, recalibrated. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's also like as as people trying to avoid fuck boys it's like how do you try and how do you do better at avoiding that because i think that there's something to be said for those of us like myself who kind of like attract narcissists because we have so much to give and narcissists take and a lot of fuck boys opportunity is absolutely there it's like how can i just like not really have to do much and i can just like use this person but the the one that i told you that came back in my dms he actually was like you know I was a different person back then. And everything you're telling me, I earn, And I was completely, um, I want to tell you that I completely and totally and hardly apo- apologize for anything I ever did. And thank you for the advice on repenting. Because it is necessary to talk to people and apologize for what you've done in the past in order to go to the future. Man. And if I could tell you who this person was, you would really be like, he said that? Wow. And I was like, nigga, you been listening to Pac? Like, what? Like, Did you go, what happened? Did you get baptized? Like, mm-hmm. And you know what he said? He was like, I got tired of feeling dumb. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? And he was like, I kept doing shit. And shit kept happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was me causing it every freaking time. Mm-hmm. And... I started to realize, like, I felt so dumb every time that something avoidable happened. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I learned. I had to realize, like, you could change all of this.
1: You know what else I think, too, changes people is that because, you know, what you put out, you attract. And so when you are a fuck fuckboy or, uh, mm-hmm. or an opportunist or just, you know, someone who's not a good person, you will start to attract other people like that. And you will start to, I think, see glimpses of yourself. Like you said, um, the
0: mirror. The, the whole oh, mirror yeah. effect.
1: And so I think that also plays a huge part in people being able to be like, ah, shit, like... I've been this person. I've done Mm -hmm. this because it'll start coming back to you.
0: Open your eyes, y'all open your eyes and do your best also to avoid those people. Because I think the other issue is that we'll meet fuck boys and want to try and change them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And And you can't, you can't. And you'll think like, I'm going to be the one. I'm gonna be the one. And that's what I had to do recently. Like, I had to, I realized like somebody still had fuckboy tendencies. And it's like, even if they aren't intending to put that on me, they still were behaving in a certain way that let me know like they're not ready yet. Yeah. And I'm not, I've said it before on here and I'm gonna say it again. Everybody has a candle within them. Mm -hmm. It ain't for me to light your candle. Mm -hmm. So I can't light their candle that guide them through fuckboyery, you know, to the pastures Mm -hmm. past fuckboyery. They have to decide that within themselves. And so, you know, I think that creating characters like this are really important because, like you said, that mirror, Mm -hmm. when you have something that you can look at and be like, wow, that's trash, that really does help give people insight. And not just the fuckboys, but the people who are dealing with fuckboys and saying, like, think and thinking that that's all that they deserve. Yeah. Thinking that's all that they should have access to. Yeah. And um, I love what you're doing with Giants. Thank you. I love that you have built this from the ground up. Thank you. I remember when we were on the phone, you were like, I think I'm gonna do a season two with Giants. And I was like, You better do a season two with Giants yep,
1: yep. And the thing that I really love about you too is that um I know that you fully understand the process and what it what it takes to showrun <sighs> and to self-produce. We just did an episode called Side Effects of
0: Working With Friends. Come on.
1: You understand that. And so because you know a lot of folks when you're creating content for the internet, you know, folks will be like, ah, why don't you put out more episodes? Why don't you do another season? And people don't fully understand the amount of yourself that that you have to give, you know, to a project, you know, to uh, just see it to fruition and you know to actually manifest. it. And I know that you understand that because I watched you do it with Get Your Life. <laughs> I would see, I would show up, and I was even season two because I wasn't working right. behind the scenes. I was just acting, and I would just show up, and I would just <laughs> see it on you, and I'd be like, "Damn, like you're in, yeah, yeah, yeah <sighs> it's on you." And so uh, I think that also helps to just strengthen our bond, and we just we we get each other. Like I see, I see you, I see
0: you, we see, you, each, we each, see other. each other.
1: <laughs> that was a, that's a candy line. It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It is
0: <laughs> my favorite. I, I don't back. even I don't even watch Real Housewives, <laughs> but I do know about she's shaking, shaking the, table. the table. What's that? Loving hip? That's
1: and hip hop. No, no, no. That oh, it's and hip hop. Yeah, that's K Michelle. The table. This oh, bitch is
0: shaking the table. Oh yeah, that's K Michelle.
1: Yeah. Well, shout out to Fam Yoon. Okay. She wants to fam you. All right, fam. You know what I'm saying.
0: All right, you fam. Know. Well, thank you as always. Please tell people where they can check out Giants.
1: Yeah, so you can watch Giants on the Issa Rae's YouTube channel. New episodes are being released every Wednesday. Uh, or you can go to GiantsTheSeries.com. You can also follow us on social media at GiantsTheSeries.
0: So there's no excuse for you all not to check out Giants The Series. Thank you as always. I love you. Thank
1: you, love. I love and, you so much.
0: And, um, you know, we onwards and upwards. We onwards and upwards. The last dose. I want to thank my boo-thang, James Bland, for coming through and hanging out. Make sure to check out Giants. on East to Raise YouTube channel uh, in its second season. Also, you can check out James in my web series, Get Your Life, which is available on Blavity.com. I hope everybody listening today got, uh, got some insight. You know, I think we really a lot of us listening want love. You know, we want to have like something real in our lives. And it can be very frightening to think that like this whole fuck boy phenomenon is an actual thing. And like, I know dudes who are owning it and being like, yeah, I'm a fuck boy. And it's like, whoa, oh, day. Day. like that's not some dope shit to like ride a- off into the sunset on. It happens. There's a whole phase. There's a fuckboy phase. That's real, but let it be a phase. And at a certain point, it's like you have to be able to spot when people are in that phase and not let it take you out the game. Keep your distance, keep your clarity and keep your assuredness that you deserve better. And when it boils down to it, we all as a whole have to always remain conscious of the fact that we are not on an island. You are in a world of people and your behaviors and your actions, whether they're in a phase or not, will come back to you. You just better hope that when they come back to you, they're even a modicum of thoughtful in the way that you weren't. So that being said, if you're fucking with fuckboys, stop it. If you are a fuckboy, stop it. And if you are an FFB, welcome back. Happy to have you.